0: Hello, this is Nazia Yacoub from Talk Architecture Podcast. It is necessary for me to go deeper after introducing my chat with a former student on architecture. These topics have been discussed before, but of course, as we progress in life, we discover a lot more things put two and two together and I think it's useful to give a refresh button or push a refresher button and talk about this the two things here one is the feedback that tutors give during the design process and another is learning from um, doing academic programs, studio projects, together with working outside at the same time. I'll try to tackle the first one, but I need to give you a scenario. There are two points here. One is the design process is the same, whether it is a fifth year, final year project that usually we call it the design thesis or whether it's a second year project. The design process is the same. And how it's implemented is similar. Now, in a well-run program, a program that is done well, prepared, planned, facilitated, executed well, There are three things that is happening. Let me say it again. There are three roles that the tutors, I'm assuming there are more than one tutor. Yeah. In one year, there are three roles that they play. If those three roles doesn't happen, then the student need to get to another level they need to be smart at it they need to figure it out but it's not fair for the student to figure it out themselves because we designed the curric- curriculum we designed the um course and if you were going to say that they're going to graduate in three years part one and they're going to graduate five years for part two, I mean, another additional two years. You got to prepare, you got to have the infrastructure, you got to have the whole framework set up. And these are fundamental to the whole setup and to them finishing in time. It's not fair if you don't have this and they fail. Apart from if they want to fail themselves. I mean, much of the um, reasons for failure is they sabotage themselves or they, they made themselves fail. Or because they didn't, don't like architecture, they don't want to do architecture, whatever. But if they put in the work and they fail, that's something else. That is the problem with the design of the curriculum and the execution of it. Okay? So a well-run program has these three components in the teaching staff. Okay? The first is coach. The second is consultant. And the third is expert. Okay, what I'm trying to say is that in a team or a studio team, whoever it is, may it be the Studio coordinator or the or someone from outside, someone who briefly give a lot of information from outside to the program, um, or the studio coordinator themselves being be able to do all three roles somehow, and the students are satisfied with the program that one tutor can do everything, then, okay, it's not a problem. But these three things have to happen. The coach is someone who is has an investment with the student completing the program and the work on time and as to what is required. The coach is invested in that because they're the coach. Their role is the person who see the gateposts, the end game, to see the beginning, see the, the red flags, you see the milestones where the students need some feedback from the coach, saying that, um, for example, I think you're two weeks late, or I think uh, one of these, you take a bit of time to do this detailed design, so you budget about five days at week number seven, for example. So the coach is necessary. Now, uh, someone will argue, okay, well, student, they have to be independent. They have to know when to complete on time. Well, the complexity of the program increases as the year goes by, meaning that the complexity of the program in the fifth year is different than the complexity of the program in the second year, And not only that, the level of skill and knowledge acquired in the second year is different than the level of skill and knowledge in the fifth year. We all know that. If you're a lecturer or a tutor who is involved in designing the curriculum, you know that. Okay? And and you're the expert in designing the curriculum. That's somebody else that 's not in the studio but you you may be in a studio but you're the one designing or you're the one designing with other people and make sure that the studio program is doable for the average student <clears throat> well we want to talk about when you run a studio the, the top student being uh, felt, feel less challenged than the, the um, the, the average student or the poor student, that's another story altogether. I don't really like to talk about, I don't really like to say poor student um, or a student who is slow. That's, that's a better word. Because, you know, it's not fair. I've been a slow student before, so I feel it's not fair. But anyway, to say it that way. Um, so, excuse me for that. Um, So the coach role, as I said just now, the consultant role, one tutor can do both coach and consultant role as well, those two roles. The consultant role is the uh, content or the um, experience or the understanding of the program. If it's a project to do with a school, the consultant knows how to design a school themselves it was a high-rise building, the consultant knows how to design a high-rise building, a 40-story or 20-story high-rise building themselves, meaning that um, they can be consulted upon by the student. You know, we're talking about the average student here, yeah? So, the consultant is kind of like a generalist in architecture, meaning that if you graduate part two, and have a bit of years knowing about the subject of architecture, you sort of could be the consultant for the student because you have enough knowledge. Whether you know how to talk to the student and advise them is something else. But you have all this knowledge that, you know, you could, when you listen to the student, what they they need to know, that you answer straight, direct, or you give examples and so on then the student is not confused, then that is a good consultant, obviously. I mean, the student got what they wanted from the consultant. The third one is the expert. Now, in second year, the expert acts differently than in the design thesis. In the design thesis, a year-long project, or shall we say, 36 weeks project um, over one year period, you have um, so to a point where you need to go into detail design and s- some of us call it special studies. So if the study is, like I can't give much um, feedback or, or, or comments or input on uh, something to do with environmental science, for example. I don't know how to conduct uh, certain... Tests, for example, or I don't know the latest software to find out about um, how the design could be um, could be um, affected by thermal thermal movement stuff like that. Yeah, environmental science, for example. But my expertise is in universal design, so that one is right on top of my head that I could actually give an expert expert advice on that. Now, in the second year, just say you're doing an um, artist's workshop, and studio, and you don't have a real artist involved as a client. For example, you know, for students of architecture, if they got input from the beginning from a client, which is the artist that they're designing for, which is the expert, that expert doesn't have to be an architect based person. it could be whatever topic that you want. it could be like um batik, um or it could be a, a whatever sculpture uh using metal work then this expert would would tell about what they need in that space so you see there are three experts. Uh, Sorry, there are three roles. Coach, consultant, and expert in a program. If I were to run a program on my own, obviously I would try to find a project that I can be um, an expert in. A topic that I could could impart some expertise. But the problem with a one-man or a one-woman show is um is boring because week in, week out, the students are gonna only see me. And architecture design is about teamwork and soliciting advice and getting feedback and talk, meeting new people, meeting lots of people and hearing out things. And also one lone studio master a tutor is going to be bored as well that or exhausted <clears throat> to take care of so many students even 15 students that's quite a lot because I've had a situation where I was the only studio master to 15 students at that time I was um, a young lecturer I wasn't I didn't understand all that, all these things now so yeah, this these comments, uh, these advice, are for the young lecturers especially. So that's why, in a not well run program, where there could be so many reasons for not well run program, the tutors, uh, the team of tutors, the. Coordinators especially have a bad episode or they're not really in the game, they're not thinking well, they're not managing well, so they're not giving good feedback. Or the way they designed, they prepared the program, they didn't consider the coach, consultant, and expert. They didn't consider how the student how could they, they could make the program very interesting for the student to sustain the whole of the seven weeks or 14 weeks of the program and the students will learn from week to week. You know, I mean, if the students are not learning from week to week, um, the program is kind of like uh, a slow-paced program, not challenging enough, and even worse if the whole curriculum, the students not learning from project to project that's even worse. Uh, so designing a curriculum, one has to have an objective of um, the learning experience and the different members of the team uh, with the different expertise. You can have the same person uh, for the whole year, but for if you have the same person to take care of this group of students, second year and third year, this, it will have some repercussions in terms of students feeling hard done by, not feeling that um, they were taken care of well. Yeah. So that's why when you have a not well program, um, the student who are bored, they, they know they can run a system, this is quote unquote from the student, the accident, they could run as a way to actually get an A because they already know it's predictable how to get an A. But at the same time, they also do outside projects like um, working part time and getting some income, uh, or uh, do competitions. So. When students do competitions and working part-time, people may say, oh, very good. Some lecturers will say, hey, that's great of you. That's initiative. But but, it's like, I'm not gonna say bad words here, but don't they know that it's an indication of a not well-run program that they're doing? A not well-run architecture course that they're doing. Most of the learn because you're talking about the average student, not the smart student who knows, can do a system where they can get the A's and also work part-time, it's for, also for the average student or the slow students who's going to suffer. That's why slow students suffer with this sort of program that is not well-run. Let it sink in a bit about what is a well-run program. This is my argument with regard to the feedback that tutors give during the design process. And, you know, when we talk about that, it's not like a generalization of one tutor giving feedback in the design process. We've got, got, when we are designing curriculum, we're designing program, uh, studio program, we're we're designing a course that People need to get skills and knowledge. We can just, it's not, you know, you just let it, um, you're not designing properly, you're not thinking properly about what happens on Monday, on Thursday, on, you know, and then the next week, what happens, what are the things that needing to happen, and needing, and then you look into that seven hours of teaching that day. What happens, you know, are you, how are you going to make sure that the tutors in that year are going to give that right kind of coaching or consultancy or expertise? It's a very, you know, people like to say that it's, it's like micromanaging. Teaching is micromanaging. We're not talking about supervising a site construction uh, with migrant workers, uh, where you leave it to the head of uh, um, the head of the workers to sort it out in one big, you know, and following the deadlines. This is not a factory line. This is human beings that need. They have different pace. So, you would argue with me, we're trying our best here. Well, if things have not been working earlier, if you review the curriculum and things have not been working earlier, what are the steps that you need to do? You need to get in that group for a well run program, in that group. Proper coach skills, proper consultant skills, and proper expert skills, and pro the program need to have those three roles to run it, and enough people. If you got like eighty students, you need to d- triple or double the amount of staff. Yes, you talk about ratio of seven ones to seven or ones to ten, but what does that mean? I mean. That is to please the administrators. That is to please the uh, curriculum accreditation process. But the quality part, how do you ensure that it will be a well-run program? I'm going to stop here with regard to this um, because I think this, I said enough with regard to this. Um, and it's all a matter of get, getting uh, discussing with people uh, one-to-one I mean, if you come to me and you ask me about how you should create your studio program I'd be using this uh, framework uh, and, you know, to make sure Things are happening in certain weeks, certain points, certain milestone has to happen before the student do the production work, for example. So it's not overthinking. This is not, this is not overthinking. This is the reality of running a well-run program. The reality is you need all this ingredient and this framework. Again, that three roles, coach, consultant, expert. And knowing how to deal with um, students who are fast learners, faster at working than the students who are slower at working. The... um, advantages of interacting students with students and students with uh, one-to-one crits and group crits. There are all this framework and structures that need to happen for a well-run program. So with that, I think I'm not having enough time to, to go into detail with regard to um, uh, doing the project and also doing outside work at the same time. It's quite common in the Masters of Architecture course, um, if it's predictable, how you're going to pass the course, um, that people will want to work as well and they, they uh, would join an architecture program or a, 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 a university that is predictable. You'd want the student to be involved, not with outside work, but with the studio work. And even if they were involved with the outside work, only in the beginning when they had more time, but when they're developing the drawings, they would abandon the outside work to concentrate on their own academic work, for example. So this this, um, discussion is particular to um i, I i'd want to do the angle of the learning process from doing outside work if doing outside work is just production drawings then there's not much learning process a, a learning um done it's just drawing doing the same old thing just yeah but competitions will be interesting cuz you really have to think as well how to strategize to win the competition, or a project is you have a lot of design um, process involved as for the outside work, but if you're just doing production drawings based on a sketch or some of the uh, previous work just to draw it out then that's just a draftman or a draftsperson. person so that that's a and. Uh, that's a preview that I've just given you um, of, in the future, if there is another episode where we could discuss this about the types of the a pure architecture program or, or a hybrid where you could um, have outside work done as well. Now, this is kind of like, I know a friend... From the time I was in London, and um, that friend was working, studying, and also working, because she just have to get have another job to get the income, and how she manages herself is very important. Um, so is it's, uh, the accommodation was agreed with the uh, her ex, not her ex employer, but the employer at that time. Um, how she would work when she's studying, so you know this twenty percent eighty percent thing is going on, so that means the time taken uh, to do the academic work is twenty percent, and the outside work is eighty percent is that's what it's saying all right, so um and it's a natural thing, so um just a little bit on that and And also um, the fact that uh, ARB wanted to have a similar program. I'm sure they've debated this a lot, how to do this sort of program. That's all for today. Thank you very much for listening.